Bingo. And welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. Two nights in a row with the boys just talking football. The boys are back in town. Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Um, before we get started today, uh, trying to grow us, trying to grow as quick as we can. Uh, I think we're finding a good rhythm. So if you can go down there, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're on Podbean, uh, download and like the podcast. Uh, helps us grow a ton, and uh, we'd really appreciate all the support we can get. Running backs and QBs were talked about. Um, now this is Deli's and Frankie's cream of the crop. You guys love your wide receivers. It's going to get juicy in here. Let's start it off. I think these two are tied to each other for the rest of their careers. LSU teammates, let's start it off. Chase, Justin Jefferson, who you got? So this one is pretty easy for me. I I – I know it's not easy generally, but I was not a Jamar Chase guy coming out, so I'm going to stick with Justin Jefferson. I thought Justin Jefferson was the best wide receiver in his draft class coming out, even though he wasn't profiled that way. Uh, AJ can back me up on that. Uh, him and I both had Justin Jefferson stock uh, when he was coming out of LSU, so I fell off of Chase a little bit when he uh, set his final year out in college. So um, just to stick with my guns, I'm going to go with Jefferson. I think he uh, – I think he obviously isn't tied to a quarterback the way that Chase is, so that is a little bit of a drawback for him. But um, I just I think Jefferson's one of the most talented wide receiver prospects to come in the league the last few years. Uh, I think this question is tricky. I'm going to say that because on the one end, you have a, a high-volume wide receiver. I'm not saying Chase isn't, but uh, Jefferson saw 167 targets last season. Um I expect Chase's target numbers to rise in year two. Uh, he had 128 last year, but his efficiency was insane. Uh, his yards per catch were insane. He averaged almost 18 yards per catch. He's an explosive player. Um, Dynasty, I think it's apples and oranges with these guys. I don't really care who you have. I'm going with Chase. Um, and that's the only reason is because I like the fact that he's, he's linked to an elite QB um, for a foreseeable amount of time. Uh, the connection the connection between him and Burrow is undeniable. Um, I have a lot of stock in Joe Burrow, so I'm going to take the wide receiver that's going to make it go for that team. Um, yeah, just to go with Frankie on that one, I'm all in for Jefferson on this. Um, it's definitely close, though. My only thing is uh, that almost 18-yard per catch mark, that's going to be tough to repeat going forward. Um Absolutely. Plus, I think he's also kind of capped by T. Higgins. I don't think that there's anybody in the wide receiver room Justin Jefferson has that's even close to T. Higgins. I think on any other team, T. Higgins is probably the number one receiver. Um, so that being said, more passing for the Vikings offense. Uh, volume's going to go up even more for Jefferson, which don't really see how possible. 167 is going to be hard to get over that. But I see him staying right there. Uh, I think when he finished wide receiver two last year behind Cup on a freak season. So uh, I'm going to keep riding Justin Jefferson until the wheels fall off. And if Chase proves me wrong, then so be it. Hey, also to Jefferson's 16 point, 16 yards per catch also is nothing to be mad about as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had 15 last year. Yeah. (laughs) 14.96. I'm going to even it out. Uh, Give me Chase. I just like what Steven said as well. I mean, he's linked to Burrow. I mean, he's that connection is going to be there for next six to nine years at least. Um, Cousins, I mean, you might get two more years out of him in Minnesota, then you don't know what's going to go on there. Um, obviously, I like to live in a win-now mode. So either one is good at the time. But I really just like – I think Jamar Chase gives you a different route tree. Um, I love Jefferson. He, he, he's more, he's going to get the, the, uh, the volume and the catches, but Chase is going to open that field up and he's going to get those long deep plays. And he's also going to, he's anytime he gets the ball, I think he's harder to tackle. You've seen that a lot last year in his rookie year, breaking away from, I mean, I vividly remember that tackle against the Ravens game where he spun out of that play and just took off. I was playing him and I was so tight. And like that, 
that type of play, he's I feel like he's been making since his sophomore year of college. Yeah, he sat out a year, but I mean, the man came out and was a dog last year. Everybody, you know, backed away from him in the preseason. Nah, I can't see the laces, including myself. Traded him away for CeeDee Lamb. That bit me in the ass. Um, I don't like CeeDee Lamb because of that now. But, I mean, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, you got 1A and 1A. I mean, they both went to LSU. That's probably my favorite college offense I've ever watched play. Everybody. Yeah, I was insane. Burrow, Clyde, Thad Moss, out of all people. Jamar Chase, Terrence Marshall. Justin Jefferson, like every play was just much must watch TV. Um, I, I just like that Chase is linked to Burrow. It gives that a little bit of edge to me. I think the offenses are very similar. I mean, you got Mixon and Dalvin. You got an RB one behind you. You got Higgins next to Chase. He's going to draw targets as as he led the team in targets last year. I mean, you got Thielen. Somehow he always finds a way to find the end zone. Um, and then their tight end situation is very meh. Um, so similar situations. I just I just like the Burrow over uh, Cousins for obvious reasons. Yeah, I think this is a pretty much like a stylistic preference, honestly. Like Justin Jefferson is going to – he can run every route and get open. He's one of the best route runners in the league to where Chase is much more of a playmaker. Um, he's not going to – he's not going to run routes as clean as Jefferson. He's obviously a really good route runner. Uh, but he relies a little bit more on his speed and quickness to win the balls in his hand, as opposed to Jefferson, who he's going to leave his defender in the dust before he even touches the ball. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I just think yeah. it's a stylistic choice. And Chase absolutely bodies DBs. You can go back <laughs> and watch the Chardavius Ward tape. Just bodies DBs. I love Chardavious it. Chardavius Ward, at all people. <laughs> <I don't laughs> know. You're not going to talk about uh, Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl? I- I mean, we could talk about that. Actually, that was T. Higgins. That was T. Higgins, and yeah, it was yeah. pass interference. Yeah, T. Higgins. That was Jamar yeah. Chase down the sideline. Well, T. Higgins had two touchdowns on Ramsey. I think Higgins. Yeah. I'm talking about the deep ball where. He oh yeah, that's cool. Shit on Ramsey. But I'm saying that that one that where he came back and just bodied Chardavius Ford was absolutely awesome. <laughs> I love watching it. It was pretty Can't, funny. I, I think even like Drake Londo would body him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, you don't stop throwing this Drake London shade out here, bro. <laughs> nah, for, for real. Go back on track. Um, yeah, split room here. Like I said, apples and oranges here. One A, one A. I don't really care either way. Um, yeah, me one, way, I'm not mad about it. This one's gonna be. This one's interesting as well. Um, this is Frankie's wide receiver three in dynasty. Uh, we got AJ Brown against the Dallas Cowboys. CD Lamb. Yeah. Frankie, AJ's your boy. Start it off, man. Go ahead. Give your boy some love. AJ Brown, a.k.a. the Julio Jones clone. That is my guy. Like, up and in, including the injuries, AJ Brown has basically been Julio Jones up until this point in his career. Um, and I don't know if anybody on this pod was able to peep the video of him and Jalen Hurts connecting on that touchdown uh, in, uh, in practice <laughs> on the ones yesterday, but. Uh, that boy was looking clean. That boy Jalen Hurts out there dropping dimes. We don't got to talk about Jalen Hurts anymore because, you know, that's been plenty discussed on this show. But A.J. Brown, um, when he's healthy, I think he's probably, I don't know, the third, fourth best wide receiver in football in terms of getting the ball in his hand and making plays happen. Um, finished as wide receiver 12 his second year in the league and finished as wide receiver 10 his first year in the league. So, I mean, guy like A.J. Brown – just getting in an offense that I know everybody thinks they are the most run heavy team in the league, but through the first eight weeks of the season last year, they were the highest passing rated off or the highest passing offense in the league in terms of usage. Um, And then they realized that wasn't working for them because they didn't have weapons and they decided to go run the ball. But I think with AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts takes a huge step this year. Um, I don't see a world in which he gets under 120 targets um, and I can see him eclipsing 10 touchdowns easily. Um, yeah, give me AJ Brown all day. I am not a CD Lamb guy. Um, obviously, I think the targets are going to be there for Lamb this year, but uh, I, I was very high on Lamb coming out of college, and he hasn't shown me much since he got in the league. He was in an offense with two other guys to take attention away from him, and he still hasn't been able to produce. So, uh, give me AJ Brown 100 times out of 100 in this scenario. 
I'll jump in. Um, this, this is a tough one for me, honestly. Um, I've not been the biggest uh, CeeDee Lamb supporter. Uh, I'm, each Every year I find myself not liking him more and more. I don't, I don't see why he shouldn't have took that leap uh, with the situation he's been in in Dallas. I mean, that offense is just a high octane. Why is he not taking that leap that everybody's wanting? Um, even with the volume that he's going to receive from the missing targets of Amari this year, I, I still don't see that that top six to top eight wide receiver finish. I just don't. I think he'll hover in the in the high teens, being like you know eleven to thirteen, somewhere in that area, kind of like Amari Cooper has his whole entire career. Um, I think he's a better wide receiver than Amari Cooper, but I just think as far as a fantasy standpoint, that's where he's going to hover around. AJ Brown's a freak. He's shown he's a freak. Um, I do not like his landing spot. I really do not like it. Um, about to make you say something nice about Jalen Hurts, bro. Come on, I hear it coming. I don't. I don't plan on saying anything nice about Jalen Hurts. I mean, the man had 16 passing touchdowns last year. Um, and you said he's going to get double-digit receiving touchdowns. Whew, that, that's that's heavy volume coming. Um, I don't see double receiver on that team last year and anywhere close to AJ Brown's talent. Just one. Nobody. Absolutely. Okay. Nobody. okay. I won't argue that. Um, I do think CeeDee Lamb has more touchdowns than AJ Brown this year. Um, I see CeeDee Lamb getting double t- touchdowns. But um, AJ Brown is a yak monster. Um, you said you see Julio. I, I don't I don't see Julio. Um I don't I I don't want to make some far-fetched comparison, uh, but to me, when, when he gets the ball, he kind of reminds me of like a slightly smaller Terrell Owens. And it's just very ironic he went to Philly. Um, Wait, what the hell? I can't make a Julio comparison, but you just – Julio is just bigger and faster. I think he's time. bigger and faster. You know I'm a Terrell Owens. Julio's comp was T.O. coming out, but never mind. We're I don't, talking apples and oranges. Yeah, maybe coming out, but I think they went different ways. They're both Hall of Fame wide receivers, top ten talents yeah, of all Julio time. couldn't catch no touchdowns. That's why he went a different way. T.O.'s a touchdown monster. <laughs> <laughs> the beast. But, yeah, A.J. Brown's a freak. Um, I mean, he's like I said, he's a yak monster. Get that man the ball, he's hard to come down. What I don't like about A.J. Brown is he misses games every year so far. He's been in the league. C.D. has not missed as many games as A.J. Brown. Um, we talk about it every time. Best ability, the best ability is availability. Um, I'd love to see AJ Brown put together a full season, regardless if he's with my most hated team in the Eagles. <laughs> I would love to just see what his numbers are. Like, are, are we looking at 105 and 1400 yards with 12 touchdowns? I see that in potential with AJ Brown. I'm not so sure. I see that with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback, though. So we'll see. Um, I just I just don't see it from CeeDee Lamb. I don't see that upper echelon wide receiver in him. AJ Brown is a dog. All right. Um, I guess I'll be the first one to hop on the CeeDee Lamb train. So be it. Uh, number one off. I'll take anybody in number one offense. Um, I like Dak more as a passer than Jalen Hurts. Um, I'd say it's in fantasy with different aspects. We're talking like real life football. Give me Dak's arm and talent and yardage over Jalen Hurts any day. Uh, the target's sure. going to be there for CD Lamb. Um, he hasn't made the step yet, and there are times where he disappears in games, which is not something you really want to see out of a wide receiver one, especially being in that offense for two years and you still see him kind of like miss out with only get three, four targets a game. Like that's not something you want to have. Um, and same time, I also don't think you're going to see that on the other side with uh, A.J. Brown. Like, I feel like he's going to get peppered with targets every game. So, you can make that argument. It's very close for me. But uh, I'll still take CeeDee Lamb. I just think that in that offense, he has a higher chance to get 1,400 yards than A.J. Brown would with uh, Hurts. So, do as you will. I just see more touchdown volume, more targets available for C.D. than I do with A.J. Brown. Uh, I'm going with CD as well. Um, I lost this argument, uh, but 
I had CD Lamb as the number one receiver in his class. Uh, then I saw Justin Jefferson play, <laughs> and yeah. But um, it took me a little longer to admit that uh, Jefferson's better than you would like to admit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, you kind of it's it's hard to eat your own. Uh, yeah, CD Lamb at Oklahoma was an absolute dog. Uh, loved what yes, I guess he was. Um, and I don't think I don't think that's just going to disappear. Um, like you said, high octane. Uh, this Cowboys offense was number one offense in the league last year. I don't see them dropping outside of the top five. Um, I know this team is a little bit differently when it comes to their restructuring. Um, <clears throat> but CD has improved from year one to year two. Yards per target, yards per catch has increased. Total yardage numbers, total targets. Um, I, between Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper, I think it's like 155 vacated targets. Um I think C.D. Lamb is that guy can crack inside the top, like 140 target plus. Um, and I actually really want to see him with that kind of workload and that connection with Dak as it keeps progressing. The only thing that I'll say is C.D. has disappeared in games, and that does worry me a little bit. Um, and that's no hate, hate to uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a freak. Um, like you said, Jalen Hurts being your QB in real life kind of you know, hinders a little bit. I do think, you know, Tannehill, it's not a, it's, it's not a huge upgrade or anything with Tannehill because they both were pretty average as a passer, but give me lamb. I think the sky's the limit. I think year three is the year that where he steps into that upper echelon of receivers that you guys don't think that he can step into. Um, so I'm excited for year three in Dallas. You don't get to wear number 88 in Dallas if you're not special. I think I think he's going to be okay. They might need to take that number from him then. <laughs> I'll no, say one thing like, about I like AJ Brown. Oh, go ahead, Dilly. My bad. I thought you were wrapped up, but I'll say one thing about AJ Brown. Just like I think he was trapped in a run first offense with Derrick Henry, who's carrying the rock twenty-five times a game. Um, I think you're going to see less carries out of the Eagles' offense than with Derrick Henry in the backfield. Uh, so I think he could offer some more targets. Uh, you could see some improvements in that going into this season for sure. Tannehill, yep. while he might be the same level of passer, I think you might see more attempts under Hurts than Tannehill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can't bring in AJ Brown and not utilize that that right. weapon. I mean, that's a massive weapon to bring in. Uh, he's a he's a beast. Like, there's no question about it. Yeah, my only thing with CD is he got 15 more targets than. AJ Brown did last year like that's it like it, you would think that with the games missed from AJ Brown that that number would be a little bit more disparaging but CD ended with 120 to AJ Brown's 105 and CD just he's not a touchdown guy like he only had six touchdowns last year um, and as a Falcons fan I'm very familiar with wide receiver ones who don't score touchdowns so I really think that CD Lamb's biggest problem is going to be his efficiency kind of like Najee Harris yeah you if you get all that volume it's good but what are you doing with it so that's more or less where I'm at with AJ Brown like AJ said he's a yak monster when he gets the ball in his hands he's gonna perform if you give him a target and nine he's gonna convert that into a catch and he's most likely gonna get you a good 10-15 yard chunk at minimum yeah for sure I saw some clips out of training camp I was like wow like oh wow especially yeah, this one he hasn't gone away he caught a slant route and there's like a spin move like over from the safety. I was like, yeah, this is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got my respect. Um, so AJ Brown. This one, I think this one's going to be torn too. I'm actually curious about this one. Uh, Debo and Diggs. you guys talked about, you know, not being linked to a quote unquote accurate passer. I think a lot of you are going to lean Diggs here um, just for my, you know, for my prediction, but I think this is a good one. Debo and Diggs. I'll let AJ start off just because that's his boy, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah, give me, give me, give me the best route runner in football, and Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't think there's anybody better than Stefan when it comes to route running. Over Adam? And, yeah, give me Diggs. Give I, think Adam I, think Rid- I think Ridley might be up there too, not to be a homer. No, Ridley's Ridley over top five. Keenan, um, maybe Jefferson. Jerry Beauty. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as getting out of the routes, I mean, they're all right there. I just Stefan, he's just, just yeah, a little he's, better than everybody. Just give me, give me Stefan. Cat. Um, I mean, he's 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 always played with a chip on his shoulder. Fifth round pick out of Maryland. Um, didn't even a lot of teams didn't even want him. 
It wasn't, he wasn't even on their board. Minnesota took a chance with him. Um, and he, he plays with that mentality when he's on the field. Ever since he came to Buffalo, both him and Josh Allen took that step, that step that everybody was waiting for from both of them. And a lot of people at first didn't like the, the trade to Buffalo. They're like a lot of people. I saw a lot of people getting rid of them. Um, nobody, they're like, okay, Diggs to Allen. Allen didn't really take that step yet prior to year three when Diggs came there. And they, they just took off. I mean, he's been a wide receiver one both years. Um, he's, he's just an upper echelon tier wide receiver. He knows how to stretch the field. He's a safety blanket. He knows how to get open. He knows how to read coverages. He knows when to sit, uh, excuse me, sit in the zone coverage. I mean, he, he'll take a 10-yard, you know, curl route and get 18 out of it somehow. He'll also hit you with a post route, hit you for a 35-yarder, and then step up and literally flex his muscles at you. I love that shit. <clears throat> He's a beast. He's a dog. He's playing with Josh Allen. I love Debo. I love what he did last year. That's the first year, counting college, that he did not get hurt. And that's why San Fran was so skeptical about paying him as well. Not just the running back issue, but it had to do with his injury history. That's the first year that he had not received an injury. Trey Lance, I like Trey Lance, but I like Josh Allen more. Give me digs. So... This is a tough one for me. Uh, it's very close. Uh, I think I might lean Debo here. Mm. Only because of age, which is a huge thing. Um, if you're going to ask me who the more polished NFL receiver is, it's absolutely Stephon Diggs. But if you're talking from a fantasy standpoint, if he can still take the ball out of the backfield and be a product of Kyle Shanahan's – excuse me, yeah, Shanahan's offense – um, I think it's nothing but success for him. He finished what wide receiver three last year. Um, I think that can repeat. He his rushing numbers were a little inflated. Um, I still think he's gonna run the ball in that offense, maybe just not as much. And he will he could beat you in routes and he can he'll run you over in the process. Uh that man is an animal with a rock in his hand. Uh I just like him in that offense so much. And it's not even a knock on Diggs. Just you look at age and, like, he's actually got worse last year. I don't know if he missed time, to be honest. But I know for he had a down year last year. Um, Gabe he Davis, played all 17. Okay. Gabe Davis is emerging as a, a legit weapon now. Um, we saw him pop off in the playoffs. I, I'll take Debo a little bit. A little bit cautious there but uh i still think I, if i was driving i would lean debo just because of the rushing upside yeah give me digs go ahead, frankie. Oh, go ahead drummers oh go ahead frankie good I was... right, yeah i'm 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 gonna go digs um deli you mentioned uh gabe davis i think brandon Ayuk profiles as a much better wide receiver too um than Gabe Davis does, and I also think Brandon Ayuk fits uh, Trey Lance's play style a little bit better than Debo Samuel does. Um, I don't think I think Josh Allen has the arm to get the ball to Gabe Davis. Obviously, he's a burner, but I think Diggs uh, coming off back-to-back years of 160 plus targets, I don't think that that's anything to sneeze at. That's a wild number. Um, only ended up with 100. Only ended up with 103 catches last year on 163 targets. So I mean. 60 passes that weren't catchable or he weren't, wasn't able to convert into uh, catches. Um, but he's averaging 11, he almost averaged 12 yards per catch last year. So you throw him the ball, it's an automatic first down. Um, so if you're in a PPR league, you're automatically getting two points every time he gets a catch. If you're in a points for first down league, you're getting two points every time he gets a catch. Stefan Diggs to me, or yeah, sorry, Stefan Diggs to me is still for the money a top five dynasty wide receiver, as long as he's linked to Josh Allen. And I think he's going to be linked to Josh Allen for the rest of his career, most likely if he's smart. Um, like AJ said. Yeah, he's locked in there. He signed a four-year yeah. extension this offseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's 28 and he signed a four-year contract extension. So, I mean, if, if he doesn't finish his career in Buffalo, then he's going to finish his fantasy football career in Buffalo. Nobody's going to take yeah. him after that contract probably. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, give me Diggs. I think he's he's the better buy here, and I think he's going to be he's more efficient with the with the ball like being thrown to him. And I I again I don't like Debo with Trey Lance as much as I liked him with Jimmy G. Jimmy G is more of a checkdown guy. Trey Lance is more of a long ball guy, and I think that's going to translate to more production for IUK and less for Debo. I'm going Debo. Um, picked up four shares of him in uh, in Dynasty this season. Oh. Uh, we talk about we talk God about the damn. different yeah we talk about the different <laughs> you know the variation in QB Jimmy G more game manager Trey Lance is going to be a big arm guy look to push the ball down the field and I think it actually fits Debo's scheme a lot. Um, 11 yards per target last season, 18 and a half yards per catch. You talking you talk about the the two points per first down. That's almost three for Debo. Um, Debo is an explosive machine, and he's a playmaker. He's a playmaker waiting to happen at any time. He could pop off on the field. Um, the 160 targets is impressive, and I don't see – I think Ryan pointed it out that 59 carries is a little inflated. I yeah. think with the rushing volume and the passing volume he will receive, I think it's going to even out, you know, pretty close in touches for both these wide receivers. Uh Delhi makes a good point. Um, give me, give me the wide receiver with Kyle Shanahan. It's just a little bit younger. I think it's very close between these two. I have Debo as my wide receiver six, and I have Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver seven in Dynasty. Um, so I'm going to go Debo here. Uh, so the injury history doesn't. It, worry I mean, it is concerning. More. It is concerning. We had 15 games played in year one, which I'll take that out of a 16 game season. The red flag, obviously, is your seven games missed in year two. But last year, a healthy season. Um, the South Carolina injury history is pretty – it can be worrisome at times. He was banged up all rookie year. He just yeah. played. He was banged up in and out of games. I'll tell you what. If you're carrying questionable tags on Sunday and you're still playing for me, I'll take it. Um, I know you miss games during – I miss time in games. But I, I just like Debo's talent, man. I love the explosiveness just waiting to happen. He's a game changer. Uh, you say you I, you are right when Diggs you say is more polished, um, but I'm just going to take the younger wide receiver here uh, with the uh, deep threat playability that he possesses. Fair enough. I know you guys are big Trey guys, but you you don't think that the Trey Lance limitations are going to be too much for for Debo to overcome? Like I again, I know you guys are fans of Trey Lance, but every a lot of things I'm hearing out of training camp are him and Nayuk are on the same page. I haven't seen much about him and Debo. I know Debo's been a hold in, but still. Yeah, um I think it has a lot to do with it. I've always been I've always been uh, you know, talent rises to the crop. It's the cream of the crop. It always is gonna shine when it needs to shine. Um Debo is a better wide receiver than Ayuk. I don't think that's in question. I think Debo is your number one. And I don't I don't know if Ayuk is number two. I think Kittle is your number two option. We'll see. I know Kyle Shanahan loves to use Kittle as a blocking tight end. Um, and Kittle's hurt all the time as well. I mean, that's injuries. true. That's true. And I saw a lot. I saw a lot from Ayuk in the second half of the season. He was wide, wide receiver, fifteen in points per game. I think he had a great second half into a playoff into a playoff run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just I trust Kittle more uh, when it comes to it. I think it's close, but I think I think Ayuk. Working a nice a nice role as a as a three. I think he's good. I think he's gonna be good for you know eighty five targets this season, ninety or eighty five ninety. But then again, a couple of questions arise. Like, what is this passing also offense gonna look like? Are they gonna be more run based? You know, I mean, there's a couple of questions with this offense though that we gotta see worked out. <sighs> what we got next? Who we got next? DJ and DJ. I'm surprised we were split on that one. DJ and DJ. We've been split on the first three. What we got here? Yeah. Start it off, Chalmers. This your boy. This your um, boys, yeah. Go ahead, Chalmers, DJ and DJ. DJ squared. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, Great DJ debate. <laughs> Every time I hear DJ, I think a wild now. DJ direct. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Give me Deontay. Um, Doctor. Doctor of the pod. <laughs> See this? <laughs> Never saw that group. For everybody that didn't know, he likes the Steelers. Uh, give me, give me Deontay. Um, the biggest question marks about Deontay were the drops. Uh, I think drops are a stat that you can look past, especially you go from thirteen drops to four drops from year year two to year three. I was very impressed with Deontay. Route running is so smooth; dude can get open on any corner in the league. Uh, he typically worked um, not far beyond the line of scrimmage because of Ben's noodle arm last season, so it was 
it was rough to watch. Uh, I actually expect more big plays from this from this offense this season. Um, I think we have QBs that can actually push the ball down the field a little bit more. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty, but if you ask me, do I think Deontay is going to repeat 168 targets? Probably not. I think that's a very inflated number. But I still – people are fading Deontay due to the QB play, um, and I think that's kind of a mistake. I always want to take a team's wide receiver one. Uh, give me Deontay. I just think he – it's tough. I just think the touchdown upside is there. I've never seen – DJ Moore's never scored more than four touchdowns in a single season. I'm going to I'm gonna take the guy with the, with the higher touchdown upside and because I, I think they're the same player. So give me the guy with the higher touchdown upside. You got yeah, I think that's completely fair. Um, oh. Who, me? Uh, yeah, go this, ahead, This Dilly. is a question for me. Um, I've been a ride-or-die DJ Moore guy my whole life. Um, that train's not going to stop here. Uh, I did, Deontay Johnson had a better season last year, right? That's fair. But he also played with Big Ben Noodle Arm, and he looked his way almost every time. Those targets are definitely going to come down this year with Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. Um, I would say that I think Mitch also has the habit of targeting one guy and just rolling with it. We saw that with Allen Robinson. So that could profile well for him. But uh, I just think the only thing DJ Moore needs is just more touchdowns. And he's good. I mean, he gives you 1,100, close to 1,200 yards every year. Um, I think he's a beast. He could You can feed him the ball with no problem. Um, he's a target monster. And he can handle it, you know. He's great route – well, I think he's not the most polished route runner, but I'd say he has the like the ability to get open, get the separation from corners or whoever he's up against. Um, it sucks because, I don't know, Baker Mayfield and Mr. Trubisky, how much of a difference there really is. But uh, I'll go with preference on this one and give me DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm going DJ Moore here too with you, Deli. Um, like you said, he's all, all he's missing really is the touchdowns. And again, I'm very familiar with low touchdown scoring wide receiver ones. So, um, but DJ Moore giving you 1,100 yards in three straight seasons, 1,100 yards plus in three straight seasons is, is a wild number. And he's proven that it doesn't matter what quarterback he's playing with. He's going to put up the same production every year. He's had to play with Cam Newton. He's had to play with Sam Darnold, a laundry list of just trash quarterbacks. Um, not Walker. saying that yeah yeah I forgot about Walker yeah PJ <laughs> Walker out of the out of the AFL or CFL or whatever the hell he they was win playing games when he's the quarterback listen I don't disagree but DJ Moore is is the guy I'm rolling with here Deontay I know Big Ben wasn't the best last year but he was still a Hall of Fame quarterback so Deontay's never had to play without a Hall of Fame quarterback until this year <laughs> and I think going from Big Ben to Mitch or Kenneth is probably one of the worst downgrades you could have. I don't know why Pittsburgh didn't address their quarterback situation sooner than last year, but um, I, I do not trust the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh. Not saying the quarterback situation in Carolina is any better, but I think DJ Moore has proven that he can, he can put up production no matter the quarterback. So Give me DJ Moore. I think he's probably going to eclipse his four touchdown <laughs> barrier this season. So give me DJ Moore. Yeah, unfortunately, Chalmers is to be the one where we don't all even out. Uh, <laughs> give, me DJ, give me DJ Moore. Um, they, they pretty much touched on it. Like, Ben was peppering him. He was getting the ball out almost quicker than anybody in the NFL last year. Just quicker than it. he's ever done in his whole career. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just to get it to Deontay, which is smart. Make the man make a play. I mean, give it to your best playmaker and let him try to make a play. I don't see Trubisky and Pickett doing that. Um, you, you said that these quarterbacks are going to try to stretch the field more. I think that's where Pickens and Claypool come into effect. They are going to get the one the balls downfield rather than Deontay. He's more of an in-between-the-lines type of wide receiver. Um, but DJ Moore, he, he – I think he just has a little bit more explosiveness than Deontay. Uh, he has a burst. Um, you, you hit him on a little slant, curl route, make you make you miss. He just has that extra gear. I would love for him to just you know, get get six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, something. Anything's better than four. 
Oh, I mean, that, that's just that's that's too low. But I like DJ Moore. I didn't like him at first, but every year I've come around on him a little bit more and more. Um, give me DJ Moore. Yeah, and something we didn't touch on too much is the fact that the Steelers have a lot more competition for targets than the Panthers do. I mean, it's basically Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore in the Panthers offense vying for targets where you got George Pickens and Claypool and DJ and Fryermuth and I also Najee. Think- I also yeah. think that this is uh, DJ Moore's best quarterback he's ever played with. I don't think that's even close. Yeah, I think it's very fair. And this is Deontay's worst quarterback he's ever played with. Correct. So, and this, to be DJ fair, Moore's I do smooth. like Deontay Johnson. Like, I, I don't hate Deontay Johnson by any means. Again, this is a hypothetical exercise that we're doing here. Deontay <laughs> Johnson's on the board and DJ Moore is not. And you need a wide receiver, go get you some Deontay Johnson. He's a great, great wide receiver in this, or good wide receiver in this league with the potential to be great. Uh, just again, in this situation, I'm going DJ Moore. I think he's going to have a career year. Um, and I think Deontay might take a little bit of a step back with the competition for targets he's going to have there and the quarterback downgrade. Fair enough. <clears throat> Last one of the night. Waddle, Higgins. <clears throat> Oswald, Cobblepot. My guy. Best celebration in, in the NFL outside of the gritty. Better than the gritty, man. Get that waddle going. How long the gritty's gonna go on? I love it. I love the gritty. It's yeah, the gritty's great. It'll be as it'll be here as long as Jefferson's here. So until we so. think until we think of something new. Oh, man, this this one's tough. Uh, both are capped by wide receiver ones. Uh, but the question is, I don't even know. I don't know if Tyreek's their wide receiver one. That <laughs> this is where this comes down to. Uh, what? What does this Miami offense look with two burners on the outside? There's so much you can do with this offense. I think this is going to be one of the one of the funnest offenses to watch in 2022. It all it all comes back to Tua, man. Uh, I'm going to take Higgins. I I'm going to take the better QB. Um, Surprise! <laughs> you just said all of that. What was that build up? Take- it, it was the, yeah, you just was the that build up because- to just take Waddle, and then you're like, "Not Higgins, give me that." It was, it was the it was, it was the, the fucking curve. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was the build up. Just be. It's just like, <laughs> is Tua gonna be this guy? Like, is this is he gonna translate to be a starting a good starting QB in the league? Uh, he's. I mean. Uh, because Zach Wilson's in your division, you're you're the third best QB in your division. You know what I mean? Like it's rough. I don't know, man. I, I've heard I like what I've heard from Mac Jones in training camp. I can't wait to see it. But anyway, Higgins. Um, I think I, me and AJ talk about this all the time. I think this offense between the wide receivers. I don't think it's crazy to say that these wide receivers could both go for twelve plus touchdowns. Um, Higgins. Higgins is another big body guy that just goes and makes plays, like goes up and just grabs the ball at his high point. He's great at doing stuff like that. Explosive wide receiver, average almost 14 yards per catch. More as if Waddle worked more towards the line of scrimmage last year. I believe he was under 10 yards per catch. Um, I'm going to take the explosive, the more explosive guy in this scenario. Um, but no, no discredit to Waddle. I think Waddle is a beast. Um, yeah, I'll let Frankie go ahead. I know he wants to get some Waddle talking. Listen, man, I feel like I've gotten Waddle talk in on basically every pod we've done, so I will gladly take the opportunity to talk about Mr. Oswald Cobblepot. Waddle, waddle, baby. Um, but I think he has proven that he has built a rapport with Tua. Um, he produced last year with Tua at quarterback for the most part. Um, came out of the year with 140 targets, uh, PPR machine. So um, six touchdowns isn't the best thing in the world, but he was able to get over 1,000 yards as a rookie. Uh, finished with 104 catches. So uh, Jalen Waddle, just a guy. I know the Tyreek Hill concerns are there, but uh, <laughs> I think Jalen Waddle is going to prove to be the wide receiver one on this team with his rapport with Tua. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is doing a lot of popping off at the mouth this offseason to draw some attention to himself because he's aware that his star is going to fade a little bit there in Miami in terms of football play. Um, I, I love Jalen Waddle, so I think – and I love T. Higgins. I don't want to disparage T. Higgins in any way, but I think Jamar Chase is a far superior talent at this point in his career to Tyreek Hill. So I think he's going to garner a little bit more attention there. Um, again, and you're talking Joe Mixon in that offense. You're talking, um, God, the third wide receiver's name's escaping me right now. Um, yeah, there we go. Tyler Boyd's in that offense. So 
just a lot more mouths to feed in Cincinnati than there are in Miami. You're basically dealing with Waddle and Hill and maybe some Mike Gusecki in there. Um, again, I know they brought Cedric Wilson in, um, got rid of Devontae Parker, but I, it's basically Waddle and Hill's offense. Um, and again, I think Waddle has proven that the report he's built up with Tua is, uh, is pretty solid with 104 catches on 140 targets last year. That's what I was going to touch on. It's 104 for 140. It's very efficient. Um, this is actually the toughest one out of the five that we've done tonight to me. I, I, went, back, I went back and forth with this one. Uh, I'm a fan of both. Uh, I just like Waddle's PPR upside. Um, it, it, if you're catching over 100 balls, give me that all day. And like you said, he he's already developed a rapport with Tua. Uh, new head coach coming over from San Fran. He's going to scheme up things a little differently than Brian Flores did. Um, I mean, he's going to get the ball in both Tyreek and Waddle's hands. I actually think Tyreek's going to open up the field a little bit more for Waddle. He's going to stress the field. Waddle's going to stay short, semi-short, get those balls. I, they're both going to complement each other, unlike we've seen. We've never seen a wide receiver combo with this speed and talent on the same team that I can think of. I can't, I can't really think of if, if you guys know of another duo, this fast, this dynamic and this talented, I mean, please share, but I can't think nothing comes to mind. Like these, they're arguably the two fastest wide receivers in the game. And Waddle last year, he, he just, him and Tua somehow connected. Um, like from, I think it was like game six on Waddle was, a wide receiver two plus every week. And if, if Tyreek can just take the top off, it's just going to make Waddle that much better. I could see Waddle getting to 120, 125 catches, even with Tyreek there. I mean, he's, he set the record for most catches as a rookie in NFL history. And I think Tyreek is just going to make him develop his game a little better. He's going to teach him things if he hasn't already taught him things. I mean, Tyreek has been a top five wide receiver the last four or five years playing with Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's just going to open up that game. And we, we might see another level to Dylan Waddle this year. So give me Waddle. Um, so for me, I don't think this one's that close. Um, I do like Waddle, a lot of celebration. Uh, I go T. Higgins here, 10 times out of 10. Uh, strictly because I'm not a Tua guy. I have one stock of him in a league where it is vital to have a quarterback, and I did not have one until the fifth round. Um, I don't love his talent. I don't think he can support two wide receivers of their echelon. Um, I think we could see a world where they're both getting in the high 80s for catches. And I don't think that's outlandish. Um, I think two would have to make a legitimate step for Wild to get 120 catches in the same offense as Tyreek Hill. Um, you say that Tyreek's going to take away attention from Jalen Waddle. I would argue that Jamar Chase could do the same exact thing for T. Higgins in that offense. I mean, you saw T. Higgins go off in the playoffs, no problem, uh, while Chase was getting clamped up by two guys. Um Plus, I like T. Higgins is going to go down the field and catch those long balls. I mean, I feel like Jalen Waddle more profiles is like a new age Jarvis Landry than uh, so. Don't love the PPR guys, but uh, I'll take uh, I'll take T. Higgins only because I think Bro can throw for five thousand. Uh, but don't we, don't don't we think that Jamar Chase did take away that extra coverage from Higgins last year, and Higgins still led the team in targets? Yeah. So yeah, I just don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of room for growth with Higgins. I think is what AJ's saying. Like it, he okay. he's he's a little bit down. But yeah. as far as the the um the catches and the yards, I don't think that's going to be coming. I could see a touchdown uptick and Chase come down from fourteen to ten, and those four yeah. touchdowns go to Higgins. Yeah, I can definitely see yeah. that. Like Higgins well, has never had more than seventy five catches in each season so I, that's a little bit where I'm at with Higgins is I just I don't see the room for growth I love T Higgins I wish that he was on another team so that he could shine um, but again he's, he's never had more than 75 catches in a season he's a yards per catch monster 
damn near averaging 15 yards per catch last season to Waddle's less than 10. So if there is one thing I would say that Waddle needs to improve on, it is that yards per catch. He's averaging like eight yards per target, and then he's averaging only about nine to 10 yards per catch. So you kind of want to see that go up a little bit. But either way, I'm taking the 100 targets or the 104 catches over the 74 catches. That's 30 whole catches over over T. Higgins. So I know Hill's there, but I, I just don't see him depleting anything that he built with uh, Waddle built with Tua. It's two more things. It's just like, I feel like Tiger has a lot to prove that he didn't have to lean heavy on Mahomes as a receiver to be elite. Um, I think he's going to try and prove that it's not needed. I mean, he is a dog on the field. There's nothing to take away from it. Uh, so I think Tyree's got something to prove and uh, might play with the chip on his shoulder more than you'd imagine that offense. He plays like a six foot four wide receiver, though. <laughs> yeah, and you're not wrong, um, Frankie. Um, the room for growth for T. Higgins is, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty it's capped. I think. Um, I think you could see the eighty catch season, couple of seasons, eighty eighty five, maybe. Uh, I I don't know if the Bengals ever let him go. I wouldn't let him go. Um, I think he's a vital asset to this roster. I don't think six touchdowns is his ceiling, though. I do see double digit touchdowns in his in his career. Uh, me and AJ, and we've talked about this a lot in our in the group chat. I think Higgins and Chase are a combo that can go for, you know, double-digit scores, 12, 14 scores apiece. Um, you are right. Waddle does have the PPR upside, but I think it can be evened out a little bit with the big playability that Higgins possesses as well. I think this, like you said, this is the toughest one we've done. Um, this one is – it's very tough. And Ryan serves a good point. Is two of the next guy. You're linked to an elite QB in Burrow. And then you're linked to, to Tua. You know, what I mean, it's a, it's a drastic difference. So we'll see on this one. But we we have some time. I got a couple. I just want to throw out to, throw out at you. You don't have to debate it. Um, we took this one off our list just this season. Keenan Allen or Mike Evans? You know, we don't have to debate it a long time. You know, what I mean, just just throw it out there. Mike Evans. This season, Mike Evans. Your redraft settings strictly. I'm still going Mike Evans. Yeah. Same. Um, I think we'll be a little – I don't know if we'll be split on this one. Let's throw the rookies out there. Traylon Burks, Drake London. Drake London. Drake London. Traylon Burks. I'll say Traylon. I'll stand by him. <laughs> uh, I thought I had an interesting one. Uh, Godwin versus Mike Williams. I feel like that's a lot closer. I'm actually taking Mike Williams or Chris Godwin. I'm not taking Mike Williams ever, so give me Chris Godwin. I think Mike Williams, Mike Williams, snake bit me two years in a row before he popped off, so I'm I'm out on Mike Williams. Well, I want, but I'm give me Chris Godwin. Yeah, I want the better wide receiver. I think Godwin's a better wide receiver. Give me Godwin. What scares me as a Bucks fan is next year. Right. That's just the. That's I've been the watching all this tra- Kyle Trask camp stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen it. <laughs> he looks like a worse version of Daniel Jones. He might be worse than Daniel Jones. That's why he's not starting. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm terrified. I'm hoping maybe we can snag, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or something. Give, give us something. Teddy Bridgewater, give me something next year. We can't just He's already from, in Florida. We can't go from having Tom Brady to a top five pick like we were for, you know. <laughs> I was about to say, you guys are pretty outside of the Tom Brady experience and the one fluke year you guys stole John Gruden from the Raiders. I mean, that's <laughs> the history of your franchise. Yeah, we stole Gruden with the playbook. The whole thing. <laughs> they they didn't change jack shit. I'm still mad about it. Like, having 2002, I'll never get over it. Love it. Fun times to be a Bucks fan. Yeah, um... It was fun. I mean, it was a fun podcast. I think uh, I think that I really want to know what the people feel when it comes to the Higgins Waddle one. I think that was a great one that I never thought about when it came to comparison. That was a very good one. Shout if out we're to throwing them. out rookies, why don't we do the uh, old Ohio State teammates? You got Olave or you got Garrett Wilson? Olave. Even with Mike back? Doesn't matter. I think Garrett Wilson's a better talent overall. So give me Garrett. Give me Olave. Um it circles back to the last pod with the Jets. They just lost Makai Becton for the year. I mean, the year. just they might as well just start looking for left tackle again. Um, I, think, I think Dwayne Brown's in talks, 37-year-old Dwayne Brown. 
Because I'll say that's a rough way to live if you're relying on a 40-year-old and it's right. not Andrew Whitworth. Right. It's just the Jets are going to be the Jets. Yeah, give me a love. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. Give me Jameis over Zach Wilson. Fair enough. I don't want either one of them to be fair, but give me a love. In fantasy, give me Jameis all day. Oh no, I'm talking wide receivers. Yeah, fantasy, give me Jameis over Zach Wilson a hundred times out of a hundred. Fuck Zach Wilson. (laughs) Fuck Zach Wilson, except for the MILF stuff. That's pretty cool. You know, he did a good job there. (laughs) Kudos to him. That's my man. Uh, Clap to you. Uh, tight ends are obviously tight ends are not very deep, so this is going to be a very. I think we probably we probably tie that in right at the end of this one if you want to. <laughs> no, nah, we can shoot a I'm fifteen minute. I'm kidding. I'm there. kidding. But <laughs> there ain't going to be much to talk about with the tight ends. Tight ends are tough after after the top five. They're very tough. Um, but that's next. Um, new video just dropped on Variety Sports Network, so go over there check it out. Um, other than that, anybody got anything to say to the people? Check us out on Podbean. Mr. Chalmers is uh, Chalmers and Deli out here doing the big thing, getting us on uh, Podbean. So if uh, this video format isn't something that's uh, as easier for you to consume, go ahead with the audio format on that Podbean. Yeah, if you guys are still listening, please, please give us some shout outs, give us some feedback, like, subscribe, anything is helping. Oh, um, we're progressing more and more every day. And without you guys, we're or nothing. Actually, there was a comment that stood out to me on our last video, our QB video, excuse me. Um, buddy of ours wanted to explain uh, me and Delhi. It was actually for me and you. It was he has T Law over Trey Lance. Uh, he said, "Explain your reasoning for Trey Lance over t- over t- over T Law." He said, "Because well, this is a whole conversation. Can we just tack this on to the end of the tight end video." Yeah, I mean, if you want to. I was just talking about the comments that stood out. Yeah, we we can address the comments in the next video because we have a lot more time on those. Yeah, we'll do a tight end and uh, some user feedback if we get some user feedback. Okay, yeah. Just just an interesting comment about the – about the QBs. I also just want to mention that he did say Dak over Hertz just for, you know, you two that were on Hertz. But Mm -hmm. other than that – You're allowed to be wrong sometimes. That's fine. <laughs> Other than that, fellas, it's hard there. to see a breakout, you know, when you're stuck on your old opinions. You know what I mean? There you go. Tough critic. You're a critic, man. Anyway, way to end it, Deli. <laughs> we appreciate it, boys. Thank you guys for your time. We are out.